0: Happy New Year, (laughs) Felice Navi Dodd, All Blank Dine, and all of the things. All of the holiday things. Ha- what is it? Happy Christmas Mahana Kwanzaa. Yeah. Yeah. And happy new beer to all of our friends and family and followers. It's 2024. Maybe I'll stop saying it's going to be 2025 now in everything I do. I
1: think you'll catch up. Well, it's only been three days so far, so.
0: I know, but I am proud. Whenever I went to go deposit your check, I didn't even hesitate. And I wrote 2024 on the deposit slip. So I was really proud of myself on that one.
1: Did such a good job.
0: I know. So um, before we get started, I have two funny things I need to share and then we can begin. Um, well, obviously we can talk about the other uh, you know, intro things we normally do. But before we do that, I just want to show you, I got my order in from Timu today. No free ads. Sorry, Timu. Um, But one of the things I ordered was for you. And it's a little sign. Oh, God. And it's Timu. So, you know, it's like hilarity, like cheap things. But it's okay. But I saw this and I was like, this is so Jacqueline. So that's what it says. Just so you know, there's like a lot of cats in here. I love it. See, here's the fruit right here. There's one. Scotty's so pissed. Anyway, anyway, it comes a little like rope and it hangs. I was like, oh, my God, that's like perfect. I love that.
1: Thank you. Okay.
0: It was like $2. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And then the last thing is something I'm so excited to put in my office. And I'm sure my students and my uh, coworkers are going to equally love it. Mullets count. Oh my gosh. World's greatest mullets calendar. (laughs) I mean, is that me or is that me? From Timu. (laughs) Really?
1: Yeah. I know. I know.
0: I couldn't help it. You know, I have a fascination with mullets and I couldn't, I could not, not get it to be just to. I just cannot. not. So anyway, those are my two funny purchases. I have a few other things I got from Timu, but nothing is as, as funny or, you know, sassy like that. So anyway. But yeah, so we've had a good Christmas. We had a good New Year. Well, I mean, Jacqueline was, I'm as
1: totally you can see
0: from her little headline there, stuffing and cold. She couldn't right. really participate in New Year's.
1: My nose is still red.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. That's all right. I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, we every year we do a, a, a brewery um, staff and friends party. And so yet again, we did that. And that was my New Year's. And I probably didn't get home until 4.30 in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't because I was partying that whole time. It was partying most of the time and then for the last like thirty to forty five minutes we were like cleaning up the brewery
1: because <laughs> it was yeah. an absolute disaster. Yeah. Clean up time because yeah. y'all are the cleanup. Yeah. So anyway. It
0: was a good time. We missed you obviously. Everybody kept asking where you were and I was like, well she don't feel great. So she'd be missing you'd be you'd you been miserable.
1: Yeah, it would it would not have been fun. I was like I was asleep on the couch at like eight thirty. So Oh sweetheart. I'm sorry. I know I slept through most of the fireworks and everything and the <clears throat> second half of my headline up there. So for the last couple of days I've thought it seems a little cold in here, but I thought it was just because I was sick and I was right. like barely making it. I wasn't really paying attention to much. And then yesterday morning I get up and I'm like, no, it's cold. Go look at the thermostat. It's 60 degrees because my heat is not working. Uh, So that makes being fun and stuffy even more, makes being sick and stuffy even more fun because now I'm extra stuffy Um, after probably breathing with my mouth open all night and it's like 60 degrees in here.
0: Yeah. Oh no. Well, I hope they get it fixed soon because that's not fun.
1: Fingers crossed. I got my little like space heater going right now, but yeah, I'm gonna go stay with my mom tonight because I'm I'm paranoid to leave a space heater on all night. Like I just that's fair. Yes, that you know the house is old. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna test the wiring.
0: No, that's fair. I mean <laughs> I, I I don't blame you.
1: Um, plus,
0: you'll have a nice little. Uh, I don't know, a little, little sleepover girls night with mom. So that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's get to talking about the game, man. It was the last game of 2023. Um, and dang, we left 2023
1: with a bang. Did we not? We sure did. I was going to say we had a lot, we had a lot of guests in our crew there for this game. A lot. You know. In Jackson's absence, you know, I guess we had to have everyone else join us uh, to make up for that. So, I had a friend of mine come, Heather, it was her first SFA basketball game. In fact, really, I think her first basketball game, um, period, like in life. Uh, so that was that was fun for her. She's an SFA alum, so that was fun. Uh, we met Which up- I kind of figured because I heard you every few, uh,
0: few minutes, like kind of explaining when things were happening on the court. So I was like, well, either this is her first game ever or – she hasn't been to a game in like X amount of years. And so she's rusty on the rules. Um, but yeah, it was I was very uh, glad that she came down. It was nice to meet her. Um, I'm glad that, you know, you have a, you know, a little girl squad in Tyler um, that you can hang around with and that you feel comfortable with. And that makes me happy. So.
1: Yeah, I think she's actually going to join us again Saturday. So. Oh, really? That'd
0: be great. Okay, good. Good. And as long as she keeps coming and cheering and wearing purple, she's welcome anytime. <laughs> yes,
1: that's the rules, as Joey budgets knows. Yes, and he he did uphold it this time, sort of. <laughs> which is fine.
0: Which is fine. Uh, from all the years, all the years that Joey would join us, which um, was not often, but when he did, he would always never wear purple, ever, ever, ever. And I'm like Joey, you're an SFA student, like you're an SFA alum, like. How do you not have at least, like, professor? Yeah, all of the things. Like, how do you not have, like, one purple shirt? Not even, like, a purple haze shirt that, like, every freshman gets. It's like, figure it out. You can't sit with us unless you're wearing an SFA T-shirt or purple white, like, in the color scheme. Like, fuck, it could have been a pink shirt for all I cared, as long as it said SFA on it. He finally got the got the picture and he got he understood because he didn't want me to yell at him anymore. So anytime he comes in, he's like, Don't worry, I have purple. I'm like, thank God. Thank God.
1: Finally understands the assignment. Uh yeah. So yeah, we met up with our friend Matt Postens before the game. Um two of right. us came. Like Alex said, Joey Buckets was at the game. Shelfo was at the game with us. I mean,
0: we had a never- nice little
1: crowd. We had a nice little
0: crowd in our normal seating area. And, of course, Amanda joined us as normal. Um, The only person we were missing was our boy, Jackson. But we will let him slide. Even though UNO is his alma mater, he missed it because he was going to go um, celebrate the New Year in Louisiana with his friends and family, which is fair, um, and go fishing, which is also fair. Um, Fine. Fine, fine, fine. But we did miss him.
1: We did miss him. Would have been That's a tough, tough. no.
0: So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, we had a good time. Obviously, enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the game. Um, we'll I'll talk a little about uh, our uh, our post game, or I guess we did it during the game. But then, like, we handed them out during post game. So I guess we can you know, we can either talk about it now or yeah. later. Now's fun. Okay, cool. So um, first of all, I have to give a big shout out to Susu's popcorn because I went in there with the full intention on purchasing and buying sixteen mini bags of popcorn myself. And when I explained why I was getting sixteen bags of mini bags of popcorn to Susu, telling her that oh, well, we were getting these for the boys for like a little like end of the year um, pump up snack. She said, oh my God, I love that. I can't believe I didn't think about it because Nana works at Susu's. Did not know that. Yeah, like not full-time, obviously, but like he's there and he works there um, when he can. And so she goes, oh my God, I can't believe I did not think of that. What a beautiful and great idea. And so she goes back to fill them all up, comes up and she goes here, tell him it's from me too. And I didn't charge me a damn cent. I was like, Susu, no. (laughs) no, no, you're a small business. Like I got to pay for something. So I went and grabbed like four bags of popcorn and some candy and threw it on there. I'm like, I'm buying this and you can't tell me I can't. So uh big shout out to Susu's Popcorn. If you haven't been, um, the store is amazing. The popcorn is even better. Um, go and support locally owned and operated by Susu, uh, by Susan uh, and Alan Sowards and that family. And it's just a great little downtown staple and so glad to have them um, but yeah big ups to them but we uh we made little sign we made little well jacqueline made little uh
1: little cards that said let's get it pop in in 2024 which we have to give the credit to alex she came up with that clever little clever little line i have clever lines every once in a while. But anyway,
0: so, cause we were just thinking, I was like, I would, I would love to give them something. Uh, cause I just feel like a real close kinship. Like, obviously we've been close to a bunch of the other teams in the past, but like, I don't know, just the, the majority of the boys on this team, like we know so well, I feel like, and so I we just wanted to do something special for them and like give them a little bit of a, you know, treat to show them like they should know already, but like that we, are behind them and that we're excited for 2024 and conference conference play. So Jacqueline made little cards. We wrote on them. If you saw us during the game, which we got a couple, couple of talks about like, what y'all doing over there? Are you, are you knitting? Are you yarning? Like, what are y'all doing? I was like, we're crafting over here. So like for the first, like five to 10 minutes of the first half, we were over there writing notes on the note cards and attaching, you know, the cards to the bags with ribbon. And so, um, but yeah. And so after the game, we told them to come over and, grab a popcorn bag and almost all of them came over, except for maybe like, I don't know, four or five. Yeah, most
1: most of them did.
0: Most of them did, most of them did. And so very, very uh, thankful for Trell for taking the rest of the bags back there for us um, into the locker room to disperse, which I hope he did. He didn't take all the popcorn for himself. And if not, (laughs) they missed out. Hey. when I say come and get a come and see us after the game and I tweet it to you, like clearly tweet it to you before the game,
1: I'm not kidding. So, I mean, Jesus Pete. Anyway, so, um, and like you said we had the little cards, we wrote them each a little, you know, personalized note affirmation. I don't opinion. even know what I wrote on half of them, honestly. I was like blacking out. I don't even know what I wrote. I'm sure I have repeated the same thing like three, five, seven, 25 times. Well, you know what's funny is when you just said about us riding out during the game, whenever I was rewatching the game today, I forgot about that. And I noticed that multiple times it looked like I was looking down and I was thinking to myself, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you you watching the game. What's happening? I, like, I know I wasn't texting. Uh, so now oh. that makes sense, but my brain's not, not clicking on all cylinders right now. So. Okay. That truffle was not good. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Chocolate orange. It sounded good, but oh, damn, it's not good. That does not sound good. Tell them you want your three dollars back, since that's how many they were each. Fucking hey, dude, thirty-two dollar mm-hmm. fucking truffles. <laughs> oh, I mixed it up. I thought I thought you said thirty-six. Anywho, whatever. Still it like three. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: It's ridiculous. But that one was not good. So two of those can go bye bye. The rest have been great. Um. Anyway, so. I know I noticed that too when I was rewatching it today that we kept looking down and I'm like, I mean, I knew what I was doing, but it was just funny. Um, but yeah. So I'd like to do that again, maybe before conference, um, you know, some other kind of like whippy thing, like, and maybe like a candy bar or something. I don't know we'll, we'll figure it out, but cause the boys seem to really like it. And uh, now that we know we can do that and not get in, in trouble with like, you know, NIL and all those other things, you know, um, then- yeah, I think
1: if it's something small or something food, I don't really think. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I'm glad that I asked, and I asked for permission, and so now there's no, like,
1: oh, you can not do we that. Yeah. All
0: the I's and crossed all the T's. We- yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Okay, so let's get into the game itself. Man, UNO, we we go real far back with UNO, Um we this do. was a testy game. <laughs> like, There was mm-hmm. a lot of jabbering, but yeah, let, let's talk about it.
1: Okay, so our, our background history with UNO, as y'all remember, we were in the Southland with them. Uh, so we played them a couple times. Uh, in our history, going into this game, we had nine wins and two losses. Uh, our last matchup was February 13th of 2022. I was about to say last year, but now two years ago. Two, yeah, uh, and we won eighty nine to seventy nine. Our largest margin of victory was one hundred three to sixty three in twenty fourteen, and our smallest was eighty one to seventy four in twenty twenty. Dang, I didn't realize that two thousand twenty two game was
0: a lot closer. Wow. Yeah, just yeah, to- and then in
1: twenty twenty, yeah, it
0: was it was a really small. Version. Wow, okay, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. UNO and us, we used to be pretty big rivals, way back in the day, like way back in the day. Um, but yeah, now that we're not in the Southland, we don't see them every single year, and so it's um, it's interesting whenever we do see them and play them because I feel like every time we have played them, it's always been chippy, and I don't I don't get it. Like it's I mean, again, we're not in the same conference anymore. We don't see them every single year. So it's just kind of, it's just kind of funny to me how it's so like, it's so chippy. It was so chippy,
1: but anyway, we'll, we'll get to that.
0: Yeah. So moving on to the wax standings. Um, so a little bit of differences in the regular standings. So of course, I mean, Let's just shout it out to whoever finally beat Grand Canyon because now they're no longer, like, undefeated.
1: Uh, they're 12-0.
0: Uh, oh, okay. I guess for some reason I never noticed that they had already lost one, but the only game that they have lost is versus South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, in November. But I could have sworn that they've been, like, 11 – like, they hadn't lost a game, but I don't – I guess I – read that wrong that's on me um but yeah so they are still they're still really good and they're still running the one running the whack at the moment at 12 and one um and then everybody else we got tarleton state uh at the number two spot nine and four uh utah tech at six and seven at the three spot cbu at eight and five and sfa us at eight and five and seattle u at eight and five so there's like a four-way tie for fourth place at the moment um So we're moving up on the standings. We're getting better in the standings, which is great. Um, But as we know, the standings itself really don't matter. What matters is the freaking seating system. (laughs) So I'm happy to report that we have moved up in the seating system update. Uh, This last update was yesterday, the second. So Grand Canyon still has a monstrous lead. I don't know, like I said before in the past uh, podcast, if anyone's going to catch them, they'd have to have an absolute disastrous conference play um, where they just lose everything in order to not get the first rankings seed. I, I, I would be shocked. Um, but everybody else, um, you got Charlton state in the second seed, Seattle U in the, in the third seed, and then SFA has moved up to the number four seed. We were at number seven we jumped three spots yay which is awesome so yeah uh playing better doing better love it love to see it um so anyway yeah that is the update on the standings
1: all right ready for general game notes uh so we started this game with Trill, dayday jelani matt and aj we did win 80 to 51 attendance was 2,120 with actually considering it was like two days before New Year's Eve was not terrible. It was actually a really good,
0: I mean, not amazing, but it was actually, it was a good crowd. It was a good crowd. Um, There was a lot of people there uh, that don't normally get to go to a game. Um, The the $5 tickets really help. And I, I know it's not obviously financially smart to do that every game, but, I, but if we could do that more often, that'd be great, especially during break, especially during break to really get people out there when the
1: students are gone. I agree. Yeah. Um, but anyway, continue. All right. So for Sean Kennedy's stat section, our field goal percentage was forty seven point six. Our three point percentage was a paltry seventeen point six. We only made three Three this game yeah that was the only stat we had that was just really bad um yeah percentage we were 73.9 uh points in the paint right where we like it with 48 points off turnovers we had 24 second chance points we had 14 fast break points 15 bench points were right up there as well 42 um another great rebounding game with 48. We yeah. we out-rebounded them by 15 rebounds. Um, yeah. We had 13 offensive boards and 35 defensive boards. We did have 24 fouls and 18 turnovers, which is not where I like to see it. Um, they had 23 turnovers. We had 13 steals and four blocks. Our game leaders, so our two High points of the game. Uh, Miles and Trill tied at 12 points. Miles had 12 points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal. And Trill had something in every column. 12 points, two assists, one rebound, one block, one steal. Then we had Day with a double-double. 10 points, 10 rebounds, two steals. Oh my god. What a game.
0: I mean, it started off real slow, but like, those three dudes really turned the Jets on, and really, really brought it home
1: for us. I agree, and so uh, I think Alex and I agree on this, and I'll, I'll give my reasons for each one, um, and then she can. Add, I'm sure she'll have more to add add to it. Uh, but most of the time, I can usually pick one player of the game for one reason or another. Uh, I feel like this time it, it, it's. I really equally all three of them, and I'll I'll tell you why. For Miles, this is his high point game so far with us. You know, we didn't get to see him several of the first games of the season because he was injured on concussion protocol, and he's really came out on fire. Like since yeah. he's gotten in the game, uh, and this Mark game it.
0: that that's his that's his breakout game. Mark it
1: down. From here on out, he's going to be literally ass on fire. And this game was, I mean, yeah, it was definitely like we've been impressed by him every single game, but this one was really just like yeah, five steps up. Happy New Year, Tess. Happy New Year, Mom, go Jax. And then happy. happy New Year to
0: Maria too. How are y'all doing over there in New Mexico? How's the weather? That cold. <laughs> Probably cold. am <laughs> goodness gracious.
1: But, yeah, I have, I have multiple feats of strength for miles that I'll, I'll detail specifically once we get there. But um, And then Trell, I mean, listen. Listen, yeah. Here's the thing. First of all, like I said, he has something in every single category all across the board. He was really impactful in every single way in this game. Mm-hmm. But for me, the most important thing in this game, we talked about our atrocious three-point percentage. And he was zero of three. He immediately realized my threes ain't hitting today. Right. right. I gotta do something else. And he didn't sit here and throw up 10 threes missing. Mm-hmm. He said, nope, I'm going to go make my own shot. And if I have to, you know, create my own two point, I'll do that instead. And he did it multiple times. Absolutely. Oh, Maria says cold and windy. I'm not shocked at all. Actually,
0: it's kind of cold and windy and rainy and gross here too. So we feel that. But yeah, no, I co-sign everything Jacqueline just said. Um, So normally when I'm watching the game, I like to write down my keys to the win. And like, literally those three guys were written on my keys to the game even before I saw the stat line. Um, Because Dede, Miles, and Trell, yeah, they were high point. Um, But you can just tell when they're clicking. And when Dede is clicking and on all cylinders, like there's no stopping that boy. I think he's back baby. And I'm so freaking excited for him. Um, Miles, like I just said a minute ago, standout game. This is his come out. This is his coming out party basically. And so like from here on out, he's, oh, he. I have many things about Miles. And then Trell, I mean, what do you say about Trell? I mean, that we haven't already said. I mean, that boy is so instrumental to our team. And you're right. If he's not hitting the three, he's not going to sit there and just continually start just chunking up threes. He's going to perform in other areas. Defense, he's going to be press you all day, every day. He's going to create steals. He's, I mean, he's going to do whatever he needs to do. Um, and I love him for it, man. He's, he's such a critical part of the team, whether he's on the court or off. So, yeah, um, I totally agree. All three of them should be player of the game in my eyes um yeah and day day with the double double though shout yeah. out to that. i mean like that was his first double double of the season and to see that from day day honestly it it almost makes me emotional i want to and start crying i don't know why i'm such a titty baby all of a sudden in the past few weeks but just knowing what we know of day day and how much he's like struggled um Uh, Up till now, you know, obviously he hasn't had the first half of the season start like everybody expected him to have. And like that, again, that's so much pressure for a kid. And so just seeing him finally break through and have a couple good games in a row, I really feel like now he has that confidence
1: back again to where he's going to just let it frickin rip. No, I agree completely, and that, that's why I had to include him on this one because we both said it the last game. He he finally looked like his old self, and we felt like he needed the confidence boost, so we were glad that he got it because we, we all know, like anybody who's ever watched him play once knows what he can do, but there's a difference in, you know, getting in your own head about it. Um, but we also did mention, you know, fair to note that it was against Paul Quinn, Yeah, We we hoped that he still took that internal win and uh, used it to build his own confidence back up um, and carry that into a more competitive game. So seeing him do that in this game. Yeah, versus a D1. It
0: was really the test, you know. And then, of course, the game tomorrow down in uh, UTRGV will also be a really, really good test to see if, you know, I don't think it was a fluke. I don't think it was a one-time thing. I, th- I think that he's back, baby, and uh, he knows it. We know it. We, you know, and everybody knows it. So um, couldn't be more pleased for him and the team. So, uh, yeah. So going right into the strengths, right? Because, I mean, obviously, Day-Day being back is a huge strength.
1: Um, what else we got? That first half wasn't great. <laughs> Okay, the first half was so bad, but I'll save that for my grievances. I will say for the, my first feat of strength was Clayton made the first actual field goal of the game with some great inside moves, uh, but it was at 13 minutes. We went seven minutes without making a shot on the floor.
0: Yeah, and we're just – that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that's a I mean, obviously, that's we'll we'll talk about that and the grievances, but like that can't happen. And the fact that it took that long is just kind of it is a little scary. Um, but I have to hand it to UNO; they came out swinging. So it wasn't just like we were just sitting on our ass. I mean, but UNL came UNO came out swimming, swinging, and 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 they they were ready for us in that first half. So hey, we finally got it together. We finally settled down. It just took us a little bit longer than what we'd all like to see, but we finally figured it out. Jelani had a great block in the very beginning of the game. Um, Kimo had a great steal and passed it off to Dede. Uh Dayday missed the bucket, but he got fouled and then, you know, got his free throws there. So uh, we had some good moments in that first half, but man, that second half is where things just really opened up for us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, oh Kimo had some really nice moves this game, since you just mentioned it. Great moves, Kimo. So he had what I put in quotations, a nice behind-the-back layup, because I wouldn't wouldn't even call it a reverse layup, because he was literally, like, facing away from the bucket and somehow still got it up there. Uh, He had a really good behind-the-back to CC. Yep, Um, I wrote that down as well. That pass from can to CC on the steel
0: too? It was a steal. That was beautiful. I, I love to see that. I love to see a great, uh, a great turnover, a great steal, and then actually, you know, capitalizing on it, you know, um, it's one thing to get the turnover, but it's another thing to, to actually capitalize on it and get the bucket. Um, you have, you have to get those points off turnovers. Those are so crucial. I mean, like, what's the point, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Creating a lot of turnovers early in the second half, too, also really helped kind of get UNO off their, um, kind of like off their off their beat, off their rhythm. Uh, just playing press you in general in that whole game, more so towards the set end of the first half, and then a lot in the second half was really really critical. That was another one of my keys to the game was press you really came in full force. I mean UNO had uh, 23 turnovers to our 18. So love to see that. Um, and of course our points off turnovers were pretty substantial. I mean, 24 points, that's pretty much almost the difference in the game.
1: Yeah. And I think we got most of those the second half when we finally woke up and (laughs) decided to play the way that we can. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. And you know what? I mean, There's so many things that you could attribute that to. It's the first game after the Christmas little break that they had, you know, maybe a little sluggish, maybe ate a little too much ham or or turkey or whatever it is that they ate at the dinner table. But, um, yeah, we figured it out. We got back in the rhythm and battled back the end of that first half and then went up into the half, which was critical. It's so critical. Here's my thing. We can start off slow all we want, but if we do not battle back and at least either make it a game towards halftime or at least go ahead going into half, coming out of the half and trying to play catch up is such a pain and it's so difficult.
1: Very stressful, too. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah. So going up at the half was super important. Yeah, I know. Um, Frank
1: the Tank, man. Frank was looking so good. I mean, he always does, but my gosh. Okay. Well, I, I'm pretty sure he was the first one to make a three. No, 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 no. I take that back. Sorry. Miles was the first one to make a Miles. three. Miles. Miles hit the one and finally broke us of the three drought. <laughs> uh, but yeah. the, like the next possession down. It was uh, back to back three. And then he had a fadeaway that was chef's kiss. Right at the buzzer, too. Yeah. Right, right at the, the clock. Um, he's just, I've said it a million times, but he's always just all over the court, zipping around offense, defense. He's always aware and quick enough to get there. Like he's, he's looking a couple of passes ahead, no matter what end of the court he's on. Um, yeah. And, one of the one of the threes
0: i remember after he came out of the game it was one of the ones that he had missed because he had he only got one of them uh but he shot three and uh i think when he came and sat down after one of them he was like man that slipped out of my hands or something like that like it just didn't because oh, it was the one that hit the top of the backboard. <laughs> yeah yeah he goes it just slipped right on my hands like it just wasn't a good release he, he goes I, I grabbed it felt great and then." I, I, I could just hear him saying that on, on this, on the bench. And I was like, you, you have, that has to be so frustrating. You know, yeah. like you have a good look and you're in the position and you're ready for it and it's coming for and you, man. And then just the release botches it. That has to be so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, shoo! Um, I think CC had a really nice, beautiful under the legs layup as well. Um, or pass behind the back layup. It was so fast because he's so fast. I can never. I'd have to like rewind and then like play and then pause to see what the heck that boy's doing with that basketball because he's just all over the place, which is great. Um, but it was a beautiful layup. Let's just say that.
1: Yeah, he he was doing a lot, uh, offense and defense in this game. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't know anything specifically on him, but I know there were a lot of a lot of good things, um. Jill- Jelani also had some great moves down at the post going to work with that one and one, I mean, and one. Um, He is a great box. How do I
0: say this? Great boxer outer. Um, I guess that makes sense. But I don't know. Every every time he's down there in the post, uh, you whether I don't, it doesn't matter playing offense, deep, whatever it is, he's boxing out like a son of a gun down there. I mean, which he should be. He's a big dude. He can throw your body around down there and box him out. I
1: was about to say, it makes me very happy as someone who didn't have a lot of like yeah, strength, height or any of the above uh, to to block out to see someone who has it use it correctly. <laughs> makes me very happy. Yeah, I agree. So yeah,
0: loving the three from Frank the Tank. Loving the two threes from Miles.
1: Yeah, let's so let's talk about let's talk about Miles, uh, and then we can cover our other two players of the game. Miles was all over the court, all over the court, saving yeah. the ball, getting rebounds, scoring. He had that like. I wouldn't, I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe you could call it a dunk. I don't know that it was like, he didn't like fully slam it. it yeah. It was like flying, like. Flying. Of dunk layup. But I mean, he was like several, several feet away from the bucket when he jumped. Like it was a soaring. <laughs> soaring is, that's the perfect word for it. He's Soaring so- like dunk layup. It was so good.
0: It was so good. Again, it was another one of those moments that it was just so fast, like how CC plays. Mile plays so fast. So fast. And so it's like, if you're not paying attention, man, you're gonna miss it. Because he's gonna go from one end to the other, coast to coast, and he's gonna lay the ball up, dunk the ball, and boom, it's already back on the other end of the court. Like he's just so yeah. quick. Yes. He he's insane. But yeah, I just I, I, I need more miles. I need, I crave more miles on the court.
1: I'm, I'm very excited to see him play more and more. Cause
0: yeah. Uh, he had 12 minutes this game. I think that might've been his most uh, to I date. Probably was potentially, but yeah, I mean, considering how he played um, that night, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a lot more minutes in this game tomorrow. Um Because that was, he played outstanding. He had, you know, like you said, you read off his stats. I mean, he had three rebounds. Um, Yeah, he had a couple uh, personal fouls there. He had three. But, man, he was playing lights out. Defense. He got a steal in there. I mean, holy moly. Um, Let's see here. Man, Frank Frank had five rebounds. I didn't even notice that. He had five rebounds. Jalil had six rebounds. Nana had six rebounds. Man, everybody was rebounding. The only person that didn't get a rebound in this game was Luke, and he only played four minutes. Like everybody was rebounding in this
1: game, which I love that. Yeah, uh Frank comes flying in for rebounds quite often. Um Hey man, CeCe. They just, uh, they come out of left
0: field. You know what? Who else do they all so they all do that at times, but like Juice will do that too.
1: Well, like
0: He'll be at the top of the key and then all of a sudden you just see just a blur fly by and it's just this tiny juice trying to get the rebound. And it's like, where did he come from? They're just trying to rebound the ball, like absolute madmen down there. Um,
1: Well, to segue off of that, because I feel like we have a ton of players this season, especially who are all just very quick, quick. But, but I made a note literally during this game, uh, Because he did a lot of great things, but I didn't, like, make note of specific uh, plays. But Matt, I feel like, has to be one of the quickest and smoothest players I have ever seen. Like, he's Mm. always zipping around, popping up, sneaking in, grabbing the rebound, making a bucket, getting a steal, whatever. And, like, you don't even notice him. He just appears and flashes in and out, and it's always so smooth. Like, yeah, he's,
0: sne- he's sneaky with he's his points, too, because like he only played for 13 minutes, which that seems low, but he got seven points in that 13 minutes. I mean, he was he was working it. I mean, he almost had 100 percent on his free throws.
1: Um, yeah. Doing well. I love to see that. Yeah, he's he's definitely a sneaky sleeper, I think is what I'd like to say because you know some of his games aren't as flashy as others if he's not like making a bunch of threes. And so you might not because you know that he can make threes if he doesn't make threes in the game, you might think, "Oh, he didn't score that much." And then you look at his stats and you're like, "He got a lot of rebounds and he did score a lot more than I thought because it's mm-hmm. just so like quick and smooth and sneaky that you just if you're not paying attention, you might miss it. Um, let's see. Okay, we we already talked about Day Day and that double double. Yeah, I was I was so I was so happy for him. He played great. Big key
0: to the game, I think, too, is what we all saw how hard how uh, how Johnson on UNO was like kicking our ass in like the first ten to fifteen minutes of that first half. I think a huge yeah. huge key to the game and huge ups to us and. It, I don't know if it was some adjustment that Kyle did in halftime or during one of the timeouts, but we started guarding him and really, really putting the pressure on him in defense, and we really, really shut him up in the second half, the first half, and in the second half because he he really didn't score after that first like you know couple minutes he was in he only scored twelve points, but majority of those twelve points were in that first half. And oh yeah, he really didn't score much the rest of the game at all, barely. Which I think that's a huge thing, too, is because I guess we noticed how he had the hot hand in the beginning and then just, you know, changed up a little bit of the defensive situation or whatever they did. But, man, they really put the pressure on Johnson and really, 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 you know, shut him up basically in the second half, which was critical.
1: Yeah, and it was uh, definitely messing with his head too because he got that tech for talking, uh, and I'll wow. I'll discuss our tech when we get to the grievances. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, my my quick note on our other third player of the gang, Uh So he had, well he had a beautiful steal and a fast break, and he had multiple beautiful step back two pointers. Um, but like to elaborate on what we both said about him. What I love is I think, I think since he's such a good three point shooter, we almost, it's like, that's what you associate him with. So I think we almost forget sometimes how good he is at other stuff. Yeah. And then it's like when his threes aren't hitting and he has to create himself multiple shots, it's like, you remember that he he can do all these other things. It's just when he's hitting the threes, that's what he's going to take because. Yeah. Points. But like, if they aren't falling, he, he really has a lot of range to do other things. Oh,
0: I know. I mean, seeing him, you know, basically flat on the court, coast to coast or on a breakaway or, you know, uh, an assist from juice or assist from chemo or whoever has the ball and just gets a quick little layup. I mean, that is so, so important as well. I mean, I, you can't diminish that. The fact that he is such an all-around good player, he can play every, he can play every every uh, area in the game. Good defense. He can do the short game. He can do the long game. He could shoot the ball from the frickin' parking lot. I mean, he he can do it all. He can really do it all. And that's why I keep saying he's such a critical and instrumental part of this team. He's like the lifeblood. Um, you know. And even if he's having a bad game, like, he won't let it affect everyone else on the court. He'll make sure he does whatever he needs to do to, you know, hype up someone else, get them the ball, assists. You know, he'll do what he needs to do. That boy is not a selfish player. One iota. Really? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And last little feat of strength. So we got, we got to see Davion and Luke come in. A few minutes left in the game. Y'all know we're always happy uh, when our the boys. boys are. When when everyone gets in the game, when all of our boys get to play, we love that. Uh, and Davion, Davion, I mean, so the last the last game was definitely his best game this season. Um, but he had several good plays in this game too. He uh, had the assist to Miles for one of his threes. He got a rebound. He had another assist to Jelani for an and one. And he made a bucket.
0: Yeah. He had a beautiful, like coast to close layup. I think he, I yes. mean, basically he basically got the rebound and
1: took it all the way down. And I will say this on him. And this is why I'm, I'm excited to get to see him play more. He, so he did have two, two turnovers. He did. Both of the, both of the turnovers he had, it's like, you can, you can see he's, he's moving quick when he's bringing the ball up. Um. And he's very confident when he's bringing the ball up. Most of his turnovers that he has are when he's he's looking and sees a really great pass, but just can't quite make it. So it's like he definitely has the eye to be looking for open plays that are hard to make. He's just got to get more playing time to um, get more confident to where he can make those passes or he – you know, has a little better determination on when to when to pass up on trying to make the good play.
0: Um. Yeah, I just think he just needs a little bit more competitive practice at the point guard. I mean, that's really just, you know, yeah. that's just really it. I mean, and and maybe just, you know, it's really, it's just like fundamental stuff and like dribbling, just like small little things that when, the more time you're on the court and the more practice you get, the better you get. I
1: mean, and and we're good. But it is great it's great uh court vision that I'm seeing so far. So it makes me excited to see him play more. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well that was pretty much it for me. The only other thing
0: I had on here um was just was just more about Jelani, but we already talked about Jelani. We had talked about his his uh his his great especially there at the end there getting those uh Quick little layups and the and ones and and the fouls down there under the paint and just the excitedness, the 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 ferocity, the abs. I mean, he was so pumped up. I think the more Jelani gets pumped up, the more pumped up everyone else gets, and I think it's the cutest thing when. Like Luke or Ethan or um, Davion gets in the game, the entire bench loses their mind. They go absolutely bonkers for them. They're cheering them on. They're hyping them up. I, you know, they get excited when each other are, you know, playing well, like during the game. But when those three boys go in, they lose their minds. I know. It's- cutest thing. I love it.
1: I love it. Me too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, complete 180. You not, you guys know what time it is. Here we go. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You.
0: Oh, God. I have a couple grievances in regards to the reffing um, there were really only have on
1: one about the refing or about one ref specifically.
0: here's my thing, all right, I probably said some pretty disparaging things during the game about a specific ref, and I don't regret them I don't regret what I said
1: uh, no, just
0: because no, I think that that female ref was horrendous and that I did make a really disparaging uh like feminism joke. Um, Oh, well, I was just like, this is why women shouldn't referee.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She just wasn't great. She was not good. Let's be very clear here. We're we're huge on female empowerment, especially in the sports. Obviously, we're two women, two broads doing a podcast about basketball. This is the problem here. God. I hate that we finally had a female referee for a she, men's game. And she was awful. Awful. Because here's the thing. It's hard enough. And listen, this is just God's honest truth. And I'm not saying that all players or all coaches are this way. But there are, there is going to be a much more difficult time for a woman official wow. to gain – the respect of her authority from male players and male coaches, not all of them, but for some of them, you're already a, a bit of a detriment, a bit of a default, which so then mm-hmm. when you're not good. Mm-hmm. You're making it even worse, not only for yourself, but for the next female official we may have, because that's what they're going to remember. She was just terrible. She was not good. But I hate that because again, like,
0: Like Jacqueline said, I mean, we're two broads doing a podcast about men's basketball. Like, we're big supporters of female sports. Like, in general, I was an athlete in high school. Jacqueline was an athlete in high school. Like, we love sports. But damn it, when I say that she was just a horrible ref, I would have said this about any ref. I don't give a rat's ass. This is just it just happened to be a woman. She was just not good. And then, of course, I made the joke about this is why women shouldn't ref. I know that's not – I don't mean that. But in the mm-hmm. moment, she made a horrible call, multiple, and I said it out of anger. But I – God, it was bad.
1: Well, I mean,
0: she I mean, was really missing calls in her area. The other refs were having to make up for the calls that she was missing in her area. I mean, just blatant stuff, dude. I mean – Missing moving screen calls, missing cylinder calls. Like,
1: I mean, it was it was so bad. Yeah. Dad and I were talking about it when we got home. Uh, and first, Heather Heather made a funny joke because she, uh, she told my dad that was her first game, and Dad said something about how terrible she was. And Heather said maybe it was her first game too. <laughs> uh, but mom maybe. mom heard me saying something about how one of the other refs had to call something in her area. Mm-hmm. Well, mom just caught the tail end of us, the beginning of us griping about a ref and then the tail end of us saying someone was calling a call in someone else's area, which as the wife of a referee. She's like, Oh, well, you know, that's not good. You're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, no, you don't even understand. The complaint is because she was so bad and the call was, Like, the play was so egregiously obvious that the other ref had to call in her area to make the call. Yeah. So, like, it was bad on her, not on – completely missed it. Just – That's how bad it was. And here's my complaint about AJ's tech, and it was her. Yeah, it was her. Exactly. And I saw it more clearly when I watched it back because I rewound it multiple times. Mm -hmm. But they were inbounding the ball. And when A.J. runs up to get in position to defend his dude, the dude very, very clearly, very obviously, and very purposely hit A.J. right in the face. Nothing Mm -hmm. happens. A.J. keeps going. They inbound the ball. They bring it down the court. I guess A.J. said something. What he said, I do not know. But I guarantee you she didn't waste not two seconds to tee him up. I don't know where the tee was when he got him in the face. I'm not defending because I don't know what he said, but I am saying that he got hit in the face first and she didn't do anything. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, there were multiple. And again, it may not have always been her missing missing the call, but just in general, there were a lot of kind of questionable no calls. Um, again, when a player of ours gets hit in the face or is bleeding profusely, like, Surely, there's a foul in there somewhere, babes. Somewhere, it's yeah. just it's just stuff like that. Happy New
1: Year, Dennis. Hey, Dennis. How are you doing, bud? My um, other my other specific. I only have one other specific referee complaint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they call the double foul, and here's the thing: yes, there are there are situations where a double foul is the reasonable call to make. Not mm-hmm. saying that there are. Um, in this case, old dude was pushing on Jalil multiple times before Jalil pushed back. So I'm like, if you would have called the first foul, you wouldn't have had to call a double foul on like the fifth one. Mm-hmm. But that's just my opinion.
0: But um. well, I feel like sometimes, like in that instance, like that foul is such a cop out. And sometimes, ooh, and you know, it drives me nuts. And this is not just this game. It's just in general. I think sometimes the the jump ball call is such a cop-out, too. Like, is it because you're not paying attention and you can't see who actually has the ball? It's like, ooh, let's just do a jump ball. Like, ooh, that just drives me nuts. But that's just a gr- normal grievance. Um,
1: no, I do think that call is overused sometimes. Oh, uh, overused. It's so overused, especially... When it's so obvious who, again,
0: and it, it doesn't have to be us. Like, it's so obvious who has possession of the ball.
1: Well, when you blow the whistle. whistle. Sometimes I think they, sometimes I do think they call it a little too early if yeah. they're you're just trying to de-escalate. But it's like, I don't know. That's not the point of the call, though. But Right,
0: exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but I have a grievance. About refing and it's not even about our game. Oh, um, ready to hear it. have to get it out because, man, I almost sc- stormed a court at a high school freaking basketball game. Oh, my God. What happened? So, at my nephew, Zach, he plays high school basketball in the Woodlands. And for the Woodlands High School, he's on JV. And they had a tournament at College Park, which is, like, the Woodlands rival. Like, it's the same. It's a high school within the same city. Anywho. Doesn't matter where it's at. <laughs> the refs in the first game we watched didn't call a single foul. Nothing. The whole game?
1: The whole game. Hmm. Riddle me that on any side. I've never seen that happen in I've
0: Never. There's three second lane violations. There's there's uh uh double dribbles, there's travel. There were egregious charges and blocks like okay. i was losing my mind in the freaking stands losing my mind I'm i right. just don't get it here's the thing even if it's on us right call one how are how, how are, this is why i think now college kids in college are having so many issues with fouling because i just don't get it why in as they're coming up through the systems, through high school or through club or whatever they're playing, they're just not calling the game how it should be called. How
1: are they supposed to learn what's appropriate, what's a foul, what's not a foul, if they don't get called on it? That must be new because let me tell you, I I got plenty of fouls in my my high school. It may have just been those referees and it was like a tournament play
0: game, like tournament, but still, like it's still a basketball game. So that was the second game in the third game they were calling fouls like normal so i don't know what the two refs were doing in that second game but they literally called zero fouls i think okay let me take it i think they called one foul and it was like a block or a charge that was it that was it yeah the craziest thing you can ask my mother you can ask my. but i swear to god hand hand over my heart i'm not even kidding they called nothing i'm literally sitting on the sidelines screaming, like, that's a charge. That's a travel. What are we doing? Put me on the court. Give me the whistle. Right? Because, yeah, obviously I want my nephew's team to win, but at the same time, I want them to learn what these fouls are so that they learn not to commit them.
1: Yeah, and if if you're going that long without calling any fouls, it's like, I bet they don't even know how to line up for a free throw. (laughs) I mean... Thank you, but yeah, that the third game, the the refs were way better
0: and they called a lot more fouls and it actually, I think, was a lot more helpful um, in terms of still learning the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's high school JV basketball. What are we doing? It was just wild to me. Anyway, I know it had nothing to do with SFA basketball, and I'm so sorry, but I had to get it off my chest because man, I was fuming. Nah,
1: fuming. Oh. I'm glad you aired that grievance. That's what this time is for. Um, Big grievance. Big grievance. I really only have two grievances on our actual play. Um, Not that there were only two things we did I didn't like. This is just the general scope of it. Yeah. We did not start off good at all. It was way too slow. And on. Like I'm talking about defense and offense because the very first possession, we're going to let them hit a three right out the gate. And then we, we were just looking slow. Like we weren't we weren't getting out to guard the 3 on defense. We weren't scoring on offense. We went like however many, many minutes like 8 minutes almost without minutes, scoring. Yeah. This is not the first game that I have said this this season. There's been more than one game this season already and we've only played what how many games? 8 or something. Mhm. Like we got to we got to score <laughs> at least in the first like 5 minutes of the first half i don't know like something we gotta get <clears throat> out because we're not going to be making it through the whack going 7 minutes into a 40 minute game with zero shots from the field like yeah you know, that's it. not going to fly that's <clears throat> no
0: it's not when we get down to be playing teams like that are absolutely kicking ass, like Grand Canyon teams, like CBU teams, like Utah tech, like the, and we we'll mean any of the teams to be fair, but the teams that are at, you know, above us right now in the standings who are playing lights out, they're going to capitalize on the fact that we're starting off slow every
1: single game. Like, yeah. Because like you said earlier, if we go in at halftime that far in the hole, that's we're a big. We're not going to be able to come back because a lot to dig out. To get it together and play that the way that we do. We've already put ourselves at too much of a deficit to overcome. For these teams that are going to continue, they could continue on scoring the same at the same speed they have been the whole game, and then we're we're going to have even more to make up for. Uh, And then my other grievance is we literally come right out of halftime and let them score on a fast break. And I have made this complaint multiple times this season too. Either we come right out of halftime or we come right out of a timeout. And I'm like, what did we just talk about for the last two minutes or the last 15 minutes? And then we come right in and let them just Sorry, my sinuses are assaulting me right now, so I'm not crying. But anyway, I'm just like, what are we doing after we just come out of a like huddle situation and just?
0: No, I agree. that's it, it, that that is the biggest I think frustration I have going into conference play starting tomorrow officially um, is is that's my biggest concern is our slow starts um, you know I know that we can battle back but the point is is to, are we gonna give ourselves enough time to battle back and so that's the thing like I don't want to have to battle back every single freaking game yeah it makes it exciting and a little bit anxiety driven and that's what makes it you know fun when we come back and win but I don't want that every game. Look at me. I don't either. And it's like every game. I'm gonna. You guys are gonna make me have like premature gray hair. I'm gonna have to go start dyeing my hair more often. Like I don't want that. I'm too young for that. You killing me, bro. Uh, that's my that's my biggest concern going into the game tomorrow, and then obviously the rest of the season is just we have to figure out how to start with our foot on the gas and don't let it up the
1: entire time totally agree. And like, this is the thing, even having to use the term come back, like shows that that's, that's not how we play. If we were just losing games and we just weren't good enough, and like, obviously we didn't lose this game, but I'm just saying in general, like if we were losing games and we just weren't good enough, we would be like, we got to do better. We got to do this, that, and the third to like play on that level. But when it's like, we have to make a comeback in the second half to how we usually play. Mm-hmm. Why can't we just play the way we play the whole time and make it easier on ourselves? It's like, it's not that we aren't good enough. We're just, we're literally like not st- We're starting in like first gear and finishing in like fifth. So like shift up a little faster.
0: Right. I want them to understand this is, this is not a marathon. Like, when y'all are coming down the dang the dang tunnel and you're getting onto the court for warmups, like this is a sprint, baby.
1: Like it's a be- relay. It's a team relay, and when it's your leg, you better be sprinting around the track. You better be
0: again, foot on gas, all gas, no brakes. And that's just that's that. Like I said, I'll say that that's just the biggest concern I have too. Is is I just I want us to play. This is my this is my new year's wish. Uh that we play the rest of the season the way that we played against Drake.
1: Me too. Is 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 that a lot to ask? No, because here's the thing. Like that wasn't a fluke. Like that's what we can do. And we've seen chunks of it in almost every single game. Yeah. We just want to see it. All game every yeah the whole game. You don't ask for much. It's
0: not it's not much. Like we've seen them do it. It's 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 doable. It's just yeah. Anyway, so uh, I don't have any more grievances. Do you? Mm-mm. All right. So moving on. Um, game summary. One word to describe this entire game analysis. I'm going off the beaten path and just popcorn. I'm hoping our popcorn messages. That we wrote out to the boys, gave them some love and confidence and virtual hugs from us. Um, And that they take those words and really just kind of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not ingest them. Absorb. 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 They ingest the popcorn, yes. But absorb the words and, and really... Take it to heart. Let's get it popping. Like, again, all gas, no brakes into, that's what we should do. Give them gas cards. All gas, no brakes. I don't have the money for that. But anyway. I don't know. We can buy them one gallon each. <laughs> Five dollars a piece. That's a dollar a piece. That's all you get. <laughs> oh, shit. That's That's all they, that's all we could afford though. So, I mean, but anyway, I'm sure we could figure something else out like little gas tanks or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. But yeah. Um, my words, popcorn. I hope they read our little popcorn notes, boys, if you're listening, um, just a little gift to give you some, some, a smile and a little hope. We both wrote some cute, cutesy little funny things on there. Um, and I really hope that you enjoyed our little, our little gift and, um, we just get it popping into 2023. Four, four, four.
1: <laughs> so close. At least she didn't go one forward. Um okay. I was close. All right. So I just combined mine into one word, uh, food coma, because I kind of just felt like everyone was dragging a little bit after Christmas. So that's what I'm gonna chalk up those first like I agree have to play too.
0: I agree. Okay, I have some random notes and some questions. Before we wrap things up. Um, We've already talked about a couple of the random notes. Talked about how Day Day is back. That was my first note. Uh, The popcorn treats. So thank you again to Susu. Susu's popcorn. Um, Other note is we both rocked our, our own merch from our merch store. So if you saw our picture from the last home game, we were both wearing pieces from our store. So if you liked those, go and grab you some in the merch store on our website um talked about our uh, our guests in the stands um and oh and ethan was sick so if you're wondering where ethan was on the bench he was battling
1: a little bit of an ailment so that's that was another uh, random note okay same you know cred everyone else in the world has right now legitimately yeah exactly
0: so nothing too concerning uh okay a
1: couple questions
0: first and this is to anybody listening. You can chime in, too. Um, and, of course, to Jacqueline. So, do you think we have finally left our funk era? You know, we got all these different eras. Taylor's versions. Taylor Swift. Little comment here, right? So, have we left our funk era? Are we out of our funk? Mm, what do you think?
1: I guess so. I think we'll know after tomorrow's game. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. I'm hesitant to. Yeah, this might be the premature question.
0: Um, I, I think, but as I was watching this game, like I, I, especially towards that second half or the end of the second half, I was like, okay, like I feel like we're out of our funk in this second half. Like I wonder if this game, we are out of our funk era and moving into our kick everyone's ass era. I don't know.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: I think tomorrow we'll know. Tomorrow we'll know. If you're listening and you want to chime in on that question, do you think that the Lumberjacks have left their funk era They're They've left all of the, you know, crazy come from behind wins behind. They've figured it out. They've ironed out all the issues. What do you think? Second question. Do you think we're ready for conference play? Like fully ready for conference play?
1: um mm, define we and define ready and that would make my answer easier okay um mm, i think uh i've kind of touched on a lot of these um points in other episodes i think there are so many factors going into that that i really do not know i think i think we have a great athletic talented group of guys this season. We finally have a season that's not reeked with injury. We currently only have one player injured. Knock on some wood, everybody. Um, and like I've said before, I would literally put any of those dudes into the game at any point of the game and not be worried. Um, so we have a lot of depth. uh The hard part is we have a lot of new guys who are new to the program, to the system, to the plays, to each other. That takes quite a bit of working out. Um, And with a rotation schedule that can sometimes seem erratic, that makes it a little more difficult for those guys to know exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Um, So that does make it difficult. So time will tell.
0: Yeah. Um, I know, I'm hitting us with some deep questions. Uh, I think in some aspects, like you said, I think we're ready. I think we have ironed out a few of our lingering issues, but not all of them. So I'm not saying that they're humongous issues. It's like so minor that if we just like get it together a little bit in some of these smaller areas, like, my God, just disgusting how good this team can truly be, like truly be. So, yeah. Okay. Agreed. So I did write down another question, but I'm not sure. I mean, we we've been, I think it's just the fact that this team is just a different team. I don't know, but I feel like our free throwing has just been like, so erratic as well. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll have really good free throw games and then turn around and have like an abysmal free throw game. So I guess my other question was, man, I hope it's more of a statement. I hope we've been practicing our free throws because you know that these whack teams are not going to, they are going to totally out free throw us if we are not careful.
1: I agree with that too. Um, Cause the last game we had a funny note that, um, Ethan has better three-point shooting percentage than free throws. And I was like, I think you need to practice your free throws, bud, since you can make threes better than free throws. Um, Yeah. And Day Day had a couple of free throws in this game, too, that, I mean, just completely, like, binged right back out. And I'm like, you literally have, like, the most finesse and touch on that basketball than almost anyone on this team, and you just brick two free throws right in a row. Yeah, I and think you don't know what happened up there. Yeah, exactly.
0: So that was just me just trying to think like deep thoughts. Um, should I have a new segment, deep thoughts, deep deep thoughts by Alex. Um, I like it. <laughs> Anywho, okay. So game tomorrow noon game, which. I mean, gay, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about noon games, man.
1: I don't either, but I think I'm going to pick myself up a lunch from somewhere and have myself a little lunch date by myself and watch the game.
0: That sounds like a hella good idea. I have a coffee meeting in the morning at 10. I have to pick up groceries at 11. So... Maybe I'll do the same after I pick up the groceries or order something and have it dropped off at the house.
1: I think you should.
0: Yeah, yeah. Since the brewery's closed all week and basically half of next week, like, man, I don't know what to do with my life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm still going out there to do brewery uh, brewery stuff, but um, closed to the public rather, so – We're renoing. It's going to look great. Anywho. um, All right. So let's wrap this pig up. Like we said, tomorrow is the next game. We're playing UTRGV tomorrow afternoon, um, obviously at University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley um, in Edinburgh, which is like eight hours away. Um, would love to go down there for a game one time. Just obviously the fact that it's a noon game really kind of pooped out that idea uh, for tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and a noon game for a a place that's an eight-hour drive for me is not really feasible.
0: I know. I was thinking about it today before I looked to see what time it was at because I didn't know what time it was at. I didn't know offhand. And so I was like, ooh, let's go. And I was like, fuck, we'd have to leave tonight. Like, there's no way. Because I'm not leaving at like 4 a.m. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> anyway, so one day we'll get down there, but because, um, man, could you just imagine the fucking
1: text, the food? <gasps> anyway, yeah, yeah.
0: die. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, tomorrow at noon, uh, obviously you can watch it on ESPN Plus as per usual. Make sure y'all tune in. Cheer on the Jacks via ESPN Plus. Um, And then, of course, coming up this weekend, the next home game is on Saturday, the 6th. It's a 2 o'clock game, and we are playing back home um, versus UTA, which they've turned into a real thorn in our sides lately. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. That should be fun. I'm excited for that. And hopefully we'll have Jackson back for that. I asked him if he was coming back, and he said, I should be. I'm in town. Um down you better be there. Right. Oh, wait, hold on now. We got a message from cat fans.
1: (laughs) Where where have you been, cat fans? Uh
0: not not. on not watching our feed, I guess, but here we are. They messaged us on Twitter and said, just dropping in to wish y'all happy new year. Here's to great mac and cheese, properly doused barbecue meats. And more
1: sauce, baby. I don't care how good the meat's cooked. you got to have the sauce on there. I only ate it how it was served. Like, I don't... If you serve me a dry piece of meat, I'm about to be asking for some sauce. I'm going to be asking for something. But again, like, I was in Kansas City with
0: Jacqueline, and I ate the food as it was presented to me. I think I'm going to... You know, totally disrespect some large African American woman behind the fucking counter and be like, no, I don't want this with sauce on it as you've presented it to me. Please redo. Wipe the sauce off. Get out of here. And more (laughs) AVK, Caleb, more Caleb jokes in 24. That was sweet. (laughs) Minus the absolute diss
1: by catfans.com. We're still front of me. Send me some mac and cheese and we'll, we'll be the judge of if you're going to be a friend or an enemy.
0: <laughs> I would love some real good mac and cheese right now. Anyway, um, let's see. Just making sure we didn't have any other random comments or DMs. No, we're good. Okay, so like I said, game tomorrow at noon, game on Saturday at 2 o'clock in the sawmill, If you aren't doing anything on Saturday, there's absolutely no reason why you cannot be in the sawmill watching the Jacks play. It's pretty simple.
1: Come sit with us if you need to. It's a two o'clock game. It's an afternoon game. You still got you got all morning to get your to-do list done. Have lunch, come to the game, then you got all evening to do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, like these games aren't long. They're two hours, babe. It's a two hour break from whatever you gotta do. Less than you would spend at the movies. Bingo. Exactly. Okay. Well, that is today's podcast. We appreciate everybody tuning in and those who watch later. Hola. Um, Hope you've enjoyed talking about UNO. Excited for 2024. We're excited for the rest of the season. Um, Hoping for a great rest of conference play leading up into the WAC tournament. Um, We're going to be here through it all. So, man, we are excited for everything. Um, and as always, hope you have a wonderful night. Hope you stay warm. Hope you don't have a stuffy nose anymore. Jacqueline, poor nose. And uh, you have a great rest of your week. And as always, ask and jacks. Now it's some jacks.